Hi, I'm Lauren Hunter. And I'm Kate Vlasic. And this is Generation BSC. We're back with another emergency meeting, this time to talk about what our girl Stacy is up to as quarantine drags on. So without further ado, <laughs> let's dive right in. Um, you guys know the drill by now. We've been doing these a couple of weeks. Kate, what did you think Stacy's up to this week? So I guess the first question, and I can tell you my answer, um, are you, do you think that Stacy is back in Stony Brook or is she still in New York since that's where she is at this point in the books that we've read? Because I, I have her as being in New York. I did too. I just, because okay. we've been approaching all of these as where we are in the books. So AKA um, Mimi Alive, pre-Emily Michelle, um, but at Watson's, you know, like basically right. where we are in the world. That's how I sort of approached um, the approach them but i suppose uh, well you'll you'll i'll tell you when more when we get to mine but it wouldn't really have changed much were she in stony brook which is i guess kind of the point of the isolation thing that's true <laughs> um so a- in any case i'll let you go first okay yeah i just thought it, it sort of is like an interesting thought experiment like since we sort of touched on that last week like maybe is still alive it's like okay well then where's stacy um even though when i did my notes it was like yeah obviously she's in new york but so I guess from that, I think as much as everyone being, you know, in self-isolation is sort of the same for everyone, it's, I feel like would be pretty stressful for Stacey being in New York just mm-hmm. because it's such, you know, a, a hot zone right now and has been sort of since the beginning of everything in the States at least. Um, I think she's probably not too as worried as maybe someone whose parents are both needing to be outside of the house. You know, her mom has been a stay at home mom as far as we know. So she's not going to be needing to go to any sort of job or anything outside the house. Um, I don't know anyone. I mean, I have a couple family members in New York, but we haven't, we're not super close. So I haven't been getting the sort of updates on them. But my presumption is that, you know, for a family of Stacy's means, <laughs> you know, knowing that she lived in, in Stony Brook. So they obviously have money and they lived on Central Park. Um, I, I would imagine that it's probably not as bad as it could be for someone living in New York. I'm sure that they can get groceries delivered. They can get a lot of the things that they need delivered. So she's probably able to avoid having to go out into the city and be around other people. I think her parents are probably the same. Her dad sort of struck me as someone who could do his work remotely. He was, didn't really – I don't think that we ever found out what his job actually is. I but, was thinking about it too. I, I want to say something in finance, um, but that just may be Connecticut yeah. and Manhattan. I right. just made some – yeah, I don't you know, know that we had like an official answer on that, but my presumption would be that most of his work can be done with a laptop and a cell phone or a landline if they have one. So should, they don't need to be as concerned about like doing things outside the house. That being said, I think she's probably going a little stir crazy because she doesn't have as much of an opportunity to be outside and away from people the way that the girls in Stony Brook do just because they live in neighborhoods with big lawns and you know wide streets and sidewalks that they can be outside while still social distancing. So I think Stacy's having a tough time with that. Um, on the school front, I think that she's probably a very um, – on top of her schoolwork. I don't think she's maybe as organized and focused as some of the other girls, but she's definitely getting the work done, staying on top of things, maybe working ahead to the extent that she can. And on the sort of fun side, I am sure that she is talking to Claudia, talking to Lane, texting, FaceTiming, Zooming, all of that all the time. I think that she probably has 
put together an app of some kind for her closet, like Cher and Clueless, and has organized outfits for the rest of time. Um, (laughs) That's sort of my biggest thing. Um, I think she's been doing a lot of, like, online window shopping, putting together outfits that way. Once she's gotten bored of her own clothes, she's probably not buying a lot of new clothes, but I think she's imagining if I had places to go, what would I wear? And, you know, thinking about things like if I was going to the Met Gala and had to do my own outfit, what would it look like? If I was going to a movie premiere in Hollywood, what would I wear? So I think I think that's what she's doing. You know, we, we talked about Claudia doing her own outfits and actually putting together outfits she would be wearing and trying them on and maybe doing, um, you know, an Instagram or a blog or TikToks or something. I think that Stacy might be doing the same thing, but it would be sort of virtual outfits and aspirational projections of her best possible idea if she had unlimited money and unlimited access and could do anything. I think that's where her mind would be going on the fashion once she's put together all of the outfits she could possibly imagine from her own clothes. What about you? Um, so I actually struggled with Stacy a little bit. I'm not oh. going to lie to you. It took me a minute when I sat down and um, – and I realized I think it's because I've always felt um, a little bit of a distance from Stacy mm-hmm. because she wasn't my aspirational girl. Um, and I was very much not like her. Like, I just did not see myself in Stacy at all. Like, her cool, sophisticated, whereas I was awkward and a lot. <laughs> right. And um, it, it, so she just seemed very far away from me. So I realized I feel like. Um, in a weird way I don't know her as well as I know some of the other girls so I had to like Claudia I sat down and Christy I sat down and it was like pouring out of me like okay this is what's happening this is what's happening um Stacy took me a little longer which isn't to say I didn't come up with a bunch of stuff it's just I I thought that was interesting to note that um that I I had that reaction Mm -hmm. and I started with her introduction which is diabetes so actually I thought that her parents are probably freaking out um, if we go back to th- that first book, I-, I had kind of forgotten about how um, they went to some dubious places to try to find solutions and cures because they were so worried. So I think that um, diabetes is definitely one of the pre-existing conditions that um, makes someone a high-risk COVID patient. So I think her parents probably have Stacy on a stricter lockdown than some of the other girls, especially because they are in New York in sort of a hotbed epicenter. I didn't realize diabetes was one of the conditions that makes someone high risk for COVID. I'm 90% sure. Okay. Um, I'm, I'd be happy to be corrected if I'm wrong. One less thing to worry about for people. Um, but uh, my understanding is it was, or um, even if it isn't, I, I had the view of her parents being the way they were so high strung about it, it would like fill in maybe that it was, you know, like I just did. Um, well, we haven't heard it isn't, so not take any risks. Um, I fully agree that her dad is probably able to work from home. Um, I did do, went to the um, Babysitter's Club wiki page, and they have him listed as a corporate lawyer. So um, as a corporate, well, real estate attorney um, who is able to work from home, I think we can feel pretty confident that um, – believing that he could work from home as well. If he's a real estate attorney, he can definitely work from home. As a real estate attorney, I can confirm. Also, I can confirm that the CDC does say that diabetes does put someone at higher risk for COVID. So 
Okay. Good job Great. with your brain picking up on that because I totally missed that in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, so yeah, so I, th- I think that they are probably, they probably took it very seriously from the very beginning and are fully on lockdown. He probably um, made arrangements with his firm to, you know, I'm, I'm not... I'm not leaving this apartment. You need to messenger things to me, whatnot, whatever. Um, and I, I agree. Grocery delivery, like nobody's going out. Um, and probably a pretty tense atmosphere, um, a nervous one. I think Stacy's probably doing her best to keep her parents calmer. I think she's probably taking it a lot better than they are. But, um, you know, when you're living with people who are constantly on a high level of stress, you you feel that. Um so I, I fully agreed on the um, going stir crazy. I think that she probably takes uh, great pride in doing the seven o'clock roll call, if you will, every night, banging the pots and pans and cheering for um, the healthcare workers and the essential workers, um, the salute every evening. I think she's probably really looks forward to that as a way to connect with other people. Um, I agree. I think that school's probably kind of not an afterthought, but just not forefront. Like she's getting the work done, but she's not overly thinking about it or taking too much time or effort, you know, enough to get it done. I, I, I sort of always envisioned Stacy as a, an intelligent, solid BC student, you know. Except and, in math, because she's really good at math. Except in math, exactly. But overall, um, you know, smart enough that she can coast on Bs, maybe a C if she has, you know, a rough week. But, um, isn't overly trying to, if she probably if she applied herself a little bit more she could get an a oh my god how old am i i don't okay, <laughs> i'm i'm just gonna break in i do not think that stacy mcgill has ever gotten a c in her life <laughs> i i think we may be a, a little bit different opinions about how into school she is i think when i i think she's i think she's actually very into school but she's not like oh really super into making it her only focus the way that maybe some gotcha. of the other girls are. I think that she wants to do well and she does do well and she has to like applies herself. Um, I just don't think that, you know, she knows she has the whole day to get it done. So I don't think that it's like, I have this regimented schedule. I have to do it, but I think she probably does do it first because it's not as, as much fun, but I think she does want to know that she has accomplished her goals. She's gotten the work done and then she can move on to the fun stuff. Cool. I love. I love that. I don't know why I would just always <laughs> I had it because it's a little surprising to me how like not vehement, but how like assertive I just was about that because I didn't really yeah. put that much thought into it. But when you said that she maybe got some C's, I was like, oh no, Stacy McGill does not get C's, <laughs> and maybe that's just because I did like sort of identify with her as a kid. You know, she was my like yep. I, I want to be her, and I I think maybe that's myself because like. I've only gotten one before I got one law, one C in law school and I got one C plus in one quarter of all of high school. I'd never gotten a C before that. And so I, I sound like such an asshole saying that, but like, no. I, that's how I always felt about Stacy was like, if she ever got a C, she would like freak the fuck out. Cause I know that I freaked the fuck out about my one C plus <laughs> the first quarter of freshman year of high school in an advanced history class. That is so funny. I also got one, exactly one C plus in high school, my freshman year, first semester. It, that's so <laughs> weird. Um, uh, but I, I guess um, to clarify, I never saw Stacy as dumb or even particularly like anti-school. Mm-hmm. I just saw it more as she's a smart girl that um, does what she needs to do to get by, but school has never been 
hugely important to her. Like she knows that she needs to do well so that she can move on to other things, but it's never been uh, like um, the focus, mm-hmm. I, I guess, is the way I th- way I thought about it. Um, I, I guess part of what I how I see Stacy is very um, not bothered by things as much. So you see, other than you know, boys, that's a whole other right ball of wax that's a 13 year old girl home run thing that doesn't count but like not not bothered but um basically the opposite of me (laughs) where i'm you know high strung and overthink and anxious about everything um i i think she's much more able to contextualize and um handle maturely and i i like i definitely think that that was sort of thrust upon her i think that's pretty common of people who um have to deal with something serious like a serious health issue when mm-hmm. they're young um and and so i just think uh, i see her as things rolling off her back a little bit more um and, and a little bit cooler under pressure so i guess i don't know why i sort of equated that to if i do great in school great like i don't i don't think she is happy if she gets a c um but i i just i think her natural mode is more um b coasting B, if that makes sense. Um, so interesting. Well, I can't wait to read further on and see who, if we get clues either way of who's right. And, but even if we don't, like, I, I love that we can see characters mm-hmm. in the same but slightly different ways. Yeah, for sure. Um, so anyway, on to what I think she's doing to keep herself sane, because like I said, totally stir crazy. Um, I actually had the idea, I thought she might get into Marie Kondo. I can see her watching the Netflix series and um, especially as someone who just moved, they probably have like twice within how many years, a year, year and a half. Although they, they did just have... have the big garage sale to get rid of everything. Well, that's true. I didn't think about that part. I was more thinking of like the uh, disorganization that probably comes from um, upsizing and then rapidly downsizing mm-hmm. and then moving within a year and a half. So I love the idea of the Clueless app. I was more thinking she was like fully um, – do you remember on Playing House, um, Bird Bones with her junk drawer that was like one piece of like a paper clip in a little um, square? Anyway, uh, it, she hyper, hyper organized. I just saw her going through and – basically taking charge and resorting everything and, and making sure everything was beautiful. And I, I actually, I, that started there. And then I saw her kind of like you were talking about with like different themes. I saw her actually starting like a lifestyle, like blog or a lifestyle TikTok and doing things like her skincare routine and doing like makeup tutorials and um, here's in my closet and here's how I pick an outfit for the day and become sort of like a little mini influencer for for the tween set and have like Claudia on to talk about, you know, dressing to a theme or like and taking part in some of those challenges that have been going around. Um, and I, I thought she would be really good at that. I thought that that would be a lot of fun and a great way to, for her to connect with the other people. Um, I think she's probably on um, Zoom or Skype or FaceTime or whatever with the Stony Brook crew quite a bit. I think she's taking advantage of the fact that, you know, everybody has time to to talk. And so she's probably doing some marathon GabFest sessions and um, like any teenager girl um, talking about the cute boy. You know, he liked this one video, but not another. And what did this comment mean? And, you know, having some fun imagining, you know, 
ooh, what's going to happen when we get out of here? What we're going to, you know, what dance are we going to go to and who's going to take me and all of that kind of fun stuff. So Mm -hmm. um, that was that was sort of how I saw that. So along those same lines, but just a slightly different um, approach to it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Anything else that you were thinking for Stacy? No, not really. Um, the biggest thing I was just thinking that her parents are probably freaking out a lot mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, and that's well, got to be really now hard that to... I know <laughs> that <Yeah. laughs> diabetes is actually something to be concerned about. I one hundred percent agree. Awesome. All right, so I, this is a time when we normally um, check in and and see how how we're doing with each other, and we decided that this week we instead want to focus on some things that are making us happy, that are bringing us joy that are our fucking hoorays, if you will. Um, We're taking a page from some of our other uh, favorite podcasts that we like listening to um, that often share things that they recommend or that they have enjoyed or that they just want to share with other people. So we're going to do that. We haven't really prepared anything. We're just going to, off the top of our head, what are some of the things that have made us smile and have made quarantine a little bit brighter? So, Kate, do you have anything that you... Um... Um, yeah. So, I guess my first fucking hooray, what's making me happy this <laughs> week, getting me through quarantine. Um, so, this weekend, I watched eight of the ten episodes of Never Have I Ever, uh, which is Mindy Kaling's oh gosh, new show on Netflix. And I'm kind of obsessed with John McEnroe as the narrator. Like, Right? When it started, I was like... I'm not even like because they they don't tell you why until a little ways into the episode, as you know, having watched it, and maybe some of you out there listening know. But even before you got the explanation as to why, I was like, John McEnroe should narrate everything and throw his like sports analogies in and like references to his own tennis career, which I know almost nothing about aside from him, you know, throwing tennis rackets. But I was yeah, I was like very into it, and that show. Like, everyone go watch it because Netflix cancels things too quickly and you have right. to get the numbers in. And I want more of that show because I love Mindy Kaling's voice and I love all of the characters. And I just – it's making me so happy. And I want more than 10 episodes immediately. So there have to be more episodes in the future. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. I, I'm so glad that you said that I am because now I don't have to list it. Um, I actually finished it yesterday and um, I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, so the Parks and Recreation special was absolute fan service and I was incredibly serviced. Um, I legitimately burst out into tears when they all, um, came on the screen and then started singing 5,000 Candles in the Wind. It was, it was exactly something I needed that I didn't know I need. So that was really fun. Yeah. Agreed. That was so great. (laughs) I loved it. And it made me hate Chris Pratt a little bit less. Yeah, same. Um, I'm like, oh, I remember when I loved you. Yeah, Can't you go back to being Andy Dwyer. I know he he was so perfect in that role. Not that I don't I don't hate Chris Pratt. I shouldn't say yeah, that. Yeah, I was gonna say. I just I, I know lo- that you don't I mean loved that, him, loved but... him so 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 much as Andy Dwyer, and I think that it's just hard for me to see him not as Andy Dwyer. As much as like I yeah. do enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy and to a certain degree Jurassic World, like I. I just miss him in that type of character, that type of role. So hopefully this will be a return to form. Yes, exactly. I would I would love to have more opportunities for him to play an Andy Dwyer esque character than, you know, the the hero. And I, I think Star Lord to a certain degree is a little bit in that direction, but he's also a little bit not. So I would love a more, 
full-on Andy Dwyer type character for Chris Pratt in the future. Agreed. I I think my overall Chris Pratt feelings are, I don't hate him. He's just the worst Chris. Agreed. For sure. Um, so what else? What's another one? Um, another one, because I'm, I'm saving my big one for my last one, which I'm sure you know what it is. But um, my next one, I actually finished a book today that was from, I think it's technically a Great Courses, but I got it as an Audible original. Um, it's The Science of Sci-Fi by Erin McDonald. Um, she is a physicist. I think she, she has a PhD in physics. And it's like 10 chapters, essentially, 10 lectures of her going through, you know, talking about sci-fi, you know, tropes and concepts and applying real world science and and not necessarily all real, but like, you know, theoretical physics. And, you know, she talks about, you know, Newton and Einstein and then, you know, up until you know, even string theory from the late 90s and early 2000s and, like, how those concepts sort of dictate how science fiction might work and what of science fiction might be theoretically possible based on what we know today about science. And, like, that is awesome. And it's just it, – and it doesn't, like, dumb it down, but it – she explained things in ways that, like, it made sense. And I think some of the things that when it comes to, like, wormholes and – space time and all of that it can get a little bit confusing <laughs> as you know yeah. as i think everyone knows even just you know p- trying to pull a string on a a time travel movie or tv episode gets into the weeds oh, very yeah, quickly don't. but i just really loved and i'm i'm like glad that i actually finished it today cuz i i mean i would have talked about it even if i wasn't done but like I just really loved it and I really loved that i felt like i was learning but also she you know threw in references to you know I don't I God, what the name of the episode is like the episode of um, community where there's the pizza and they roll the dice and they have to go get. Um, oh, yes. The alternate. Um, the Oh, I know what you're talking about. The multiverse. Yeah. Um, the, the worst time. The darkest time. Yeah. So the darkest, the darkest time. And she even references from. the darkest timeline. She references um, the all's. All's, all's well that Roswell or Roswell that Ed's well. That's what it is. The Futurama episode where they go back in time to Roswell when the first UFOs landed and Fry becomes his own grandpa. Like, she, like she goes oh, and she ta- she quoted the doctor, you know, the eleventh doctor that you know, whatever time is or I don't time timey wimey. That's the tenth doctor. The yeah. timey wimey. Yeah, that's the tenth doctor. Yeah. Oh, she said eleventh. Hmm. I wonder who fact checked. She it. was wrong. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, the, the timey wimey continued on, but it okay. started with that was actually the um, the episode with Carrie Mulligan. Blink. Ah, okay, but yeah. So I just I really loved it. It was really interesting. If you have Audible, it was I think it was even one of the like free ones that could, that you get as an Audible subscriber. And we're not sponsored by Audible, but I just really love Audible. <laughs> um, but it's. It was really great. I would definitely seek it out if you are interested in sci-fi and science and want to hear an awesome, badass woman doctor talk about it. <laughs> what about you? It's so funny. There is a reason we are basically the same person in a lot of ways because my next one is also audiobooks. Oh, nice. Um, so I um, have been craving comfort food uh, lately both of the literal food variety and of my um, entertainment diet. I've been want it revisiting things a lot and going back to things that bring me joy and um one of the things that brings me the most joy is harry potter 
And um, there have been a couple reasons for this. First is uh, my little brother um, was basically around the same age Harry was when the books were being released here in the U.S. Um, we He grew up with Harry. I used to take him to the midnight book release parties. And it was it was very much our thing. Um, our, our, our whole family loves Harry Potter, but it was always the two of us. It was especially Landon. It was our, it was our favorite. Um, and he is expecting his first child any day now. Um, we are, I'm so excited. He's going to be the very first grandbaby, my first nephew, and I am beyond excited and I can't wait to, um, to share that with him. So I've been, you know, thinking about a, a lot about that, about becoming an aunt and being his big sister and wanting comfort food. So it, uh, naturally I went back to Harry Potter by listening to the audiobooks. Um, I have had them for a very long time, uh, but I've never actually listened to them. Um, I have a tendency to get impatient and I'm a much faster reader. But my dad experienced them through the audiobooks, and he used to go around impersonating the Jim Dale reading. And so that is bringing me me back to that time, which was is really fun and um, is allowing me to interact with some of my very favorite um, pieces of entertainment in the entire world in a completely new way that I haven't experienced them before. So they just got back to um, Hogwarts. Dumbledore is about to announce the Triwizard Tournament. So... I'm, I've got still clearly a long way to go, but uh, I'm having a really fun time with it. Well, I separately have been doing the same thing just because I felt like listening to Harry Potter again. And I, <laughs> before this book, I just finished Goblet of Fire as well. So we're about at the, almost Jesus. the same place well, I, at the in our listens. And I'm also listening to the audiobooks. That's why I listened to another audiobook because I was like, I need a little break from Harry Potter to yep. get back into it. So that is really funny that we're both doing Harry Potter. <laughs> right. Fre friends, we literally did not plan this. We decided while recording that we were going to share what we were excited about, what we're having fun with. Um, and so basically, we are just this much nerds that we <laughs> are the same person. Well, and speaking of nerds, my last yep. happiness thing, uh, fucking hooray, is yesterday was my birthday. Uh, my birthday Yay! is May 4th, which... If you are the most fitting of birthdays, you know, if you're on Instagram at all, <laughs> you, you know, actually, if you get emails from places that sell anything remotely sci fi related, you will know that yesterday is also Star Wars Day. And um, for about six or seven years after my 30th birthday, which no, almost not that much because I just turned 38 yesterday. So for like five years after my 30th birthday, um, my husband and I went to Disney every year for my birthday. I, again, acknowledging my privilege, um, we don't have kids and we're both attorneys. So we can take, we, you know, long, long weekend trips to Disney once a year. Um, so since we haven't been doing that for the last couple of years, as a way to sort of celebrate Star Wars Day and my birthday, I always make my husband, not that it's that hard to get him to do it, but we always watch like the best scenes from each of the Star Wars movies as you know, a way to get our Star Wars in on the day without having to choose one of the movies. So that's what we did last night. Um, on top of that, my parents did a socially distanced drive-by on Sunday to drop off um, my traditional spaghetti and meatballs. My dad doesn't make that much food, but the stuff he does make is, is amazing. And uh, I have been demanding <laughs> – uh, 
since I was probably like four years old, every year for my birthday, my dad's spaghetti and meatballs. It hasn't, it's been a few years, more than a few, since I got them. And he decided that they should bring that up to me to celebrate my birthday. So I got homemade meatballs and a really nice bottle of wine. And so I got to eat that yesterday and drink some wine and watch some Star Wars and. Oh, it was just great. And, you know, then I had to, like, continue working today, which was a little less exciting. I know. That's such a um, – always such a letdown of adult birthdays. Yeah. You're like, yay. Yeah. Okay, it's like it, it, it's Monday. It's changed. It's quarantine. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. But all things considered, with everything going on in the world, I had a great day. It was a good day, and I'm happy to be alive for another year and be – healthy and have everyone in my life be in a good place and celebrating that well happy birthday (laughs) um i always think every year that it's just so funny that the biggest star wars fan i know is born on may the 4th which always um always makes me smile (laughs) and honestly it's really funny i actually have two cousins that are also born on may 4th really um i did not know that yep (laughs) yep so love both well happy birthday to them too (laughs) So that actually leads to me to my biggest fucking hooray is, has been really friends and family. Um, I, I got to do two pretty cool things this weekend. Uh, first of all, so, um, I have been fostering a dog, Walter, who is, um, as soon as this is all over and I'm allowed to officially adopt, I will become a foster failure. Um, I'm super excited about it, but, uh, he is less than thrilled about the car, um, He's not bad. He's just sort of unsure of it. So we've been working on getting him comfortable. So um, we did a practice, a little road trip to Toledo this weekend, about an hour, 45 minutes. Um, And he did really well, which was awesome. And the even better part, um, my cousin Mo, one of my very favorite human beings, one of my best friends in the world, um, has a huge backyard and a big deck. So... um, I we went around back and Walter and I let ourselves into the backyard and then she came out and sat on her deck and we got to stand roughly in the same vicinity of each other and um, I got to actually be in the physical presence of someone I love which is um, a unique experience these days Mm -hmm. Um, and then Friday night I um, had a reunion game night with three of my best friends from college, which was so, so much fun. We laughed. We talked. Um, one of our other good friends came and crashed for a round of a game. Um, we played an awesome game called Mob Mentality. Have you heard of this? I have not. I had never heard of it. Fermansky brought it to us. Um, it is very fun if you are looking for a, a good um, saucy party game. I recommend uh, giving it giving it a Google I I have a copy of that coming my way. I can't wait to can't wait to share that with everybody. As soon as this is all over, um, I'm finally going to have my housewarming party um, a full year after I moved into my apartment that I might not even stay in. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so the people I love, my friends and family, um, being around them has been has been great. Um, and and I just want to take a quick moment just to shout out. Um, Kate and I both have um, a lot of friends and family that are both um, healthcare workers, essential workers, uh, people who are doing, um, going above and beyond to support us while we're in such unprecedented times, to quote an email I got recently, 
I mean, all of the emails I got recently. Um, and, and, and just say thank you. Anyone who's, who's doing, doing their damnedest to keep this world running and functioning. Um, thank you for that. That means it's, that's been making me happy this week too. Thinking about all of the, um, incredible people that I'm, I'm lucky enough to know that are, are doing some really cool things. Definitely. Second that for sure. We love everyone that's doing, I mean, we love everyone anyway, but especially the people that are putting their lives on the line to make sure that we're all healthy and safe. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Especially if any of you listening are in that group or you have loved ones that are in that group. I mean, we all have loved ones that are in that group, but we support you. We love you. We thank you. We appreciate everything. You are better people than I. I will tell you that. I, I, the nurses in my life, long before this, I was in awe of um, people who were able to be that um, on top of things and care about other people that much. <laughs> right. So thank you guys for um, for joining us this week. This has definitely been one of the things that's been making me happy. I know I can probably speak for Kate there, too. So uh, join us next week for uh, Marianne and the Bad Luck Mystery. Uh, anything else we need to remind people of, Kate? Um, just where they can get a hold of us if they are so inclined. Um, you can email us at generationbsc at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at generationbsc. And with that, I'm Kate Vlasic. And I'm Lauren Hunter. And this emergency meeting is now adjourned. Say hello to your friends.